Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. Welcome to Crunchwear's No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. If the wolves were any more back, they'd be a spinal cord, baby. Welcome to Crunchwear's No Pants. That's Brandon. The proud practicing <laughs> slow sexual back. That's Nate Vibes Johnson Alsdorf, and I am Jordan Tornado Jally Alamat, and we are the bosses of the hoops department. Doc, uh, yeah, pr- the b- 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 bosses. Remix. The probe droid. I'm a probe droid. We are the bosses of the hoops department of FullTabSports.com, and we reek, we smell, we ooze Duke Cannon scents, and we we have. Salsa in our beards, and that salsa is Joe Mama salsa. And there's also some stuff in our beards from Jimmy's Dips. We don't know how to eat very well, but damn it, we eat it good. And uh, this is going to be the happiest podcast we have ever had because we are recording on March 27th, 2023, the day after just the best victory of the year versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Wolves, they're back. I've heard rumors. The Wolves uh, are the back. The streets are talking. Yeah. The Wolves are back. And I think this is this is what movies is made of. <laughs> I was talking. To Don't worry about it. <laughs> I was talking to Wolves Backington, and he he actually just said that the other day. So I oh, and I think he usually knows whether Wolves are he's back. He's pretty or not. in tune. He's yeah. the guy. Um, I don't even know what to begin with this pre-show. You know, like, like there's the show, then there's like the pre-show that comes out a little bit beforehand. I don't know what to talk about at this portion because it's just so electrifying. I mean, no one ever really plans the pre-show. You know. Yeah, the pre kinda, like it kind of happens. You know, you get pregnant from the pre-show. <laughs> You get good content from the pre-show. <laughs> Yesterday's Warriors game, that was the pre-pre-show. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, call it right now, guys. Are we beating the Kings without the cat tonight? This will come out on like Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> so this could be a dumb segment or a smart segment. I don't think so, but this is a happy pod. Yeah. So hell yes. Hell yes. Nice. Durf. I love it. Yes, absolutely. I legitimately believe that we're going to win tonight because yeah. I have a problem. So tonight. Nas Reed game incoming. Third. <gasps> could this be the first three gate Nas Reed games in a row? Because he's on a two Nas Reed game streak. He's having a great. So are we going to do that? Or are we going to go over our preseason he's, he's over under? I'm saving them for the okay, end of the right. season when they're done and we're going to go through them and mm. we're going to reveal who won. So that'll be a next episode yeah. thing because this, this is our last episode. No, playoffs right? count. Really? Until yeah. they're eliminated from the playoffs. I didn't know that yeah. when we were doing that's this? why the fear is the mind killer tweets were so high that's for true. you. That's true. They're about to get started. I got some drafts in Photoshop <laughs> ready to go. So today we're going to talk about the reintegration of Carl Anthony Towns going about as good as you could ever ask for. We're going to talk about the rise of Jaden McDaniels. Uh, we're going to do two more chat GPT scripts. We have. Do we want this to be the last episode of the chat I think, GPT scripts? I think this should be the sunset of the chat I GPT kind of agree. I kind Next of agree. one's playoffs. I don't think we need to bring that into the yeah. playoffs. But if a, if, a, if a banger arises, maybe maybe it becomes like a rotating bit. Like yeah, every, exactly. Yeah. But we can't go this hard on it. Um, it can't. We can't just become the Chat GPT script show. We don't want to be like The Office and have the sauce, <laughs> then lose it. You know. So, and we're also going to talk about Duke Cannon hair products because that's what we freaking do, dude. Uh, yeah, this show. Crunch wears no pants, and a lot of, I think, all the shows on PullTabSports.com are brought to you by Duke Cannon. Take your hair and hygiene to the next level with Duke Cannon, baby. It's a Minnesota company that makes hardworking grooming products for hardworking guys. I want my guys to sweat. I want them to get gross and a little bit dirty and a little bit sticky. Then go in the shower and freaking rub Duke Cannon products uh, they have the thick body wash. It's my favorite. They have two-in-one shampoo, conditioner. Durf, you were inquiring about that. I was. 
uh, they have that. If you go on Ducan.com and use the co- promo code PULLTAB10, you get 10% off your online order. You can also find Ducan products at Target. I get the Bay Rum or the Rum Bay, as I like to say. Rum Bay. Uh, Durf is a naval diplomacy guy. He puts it in his belly button. It's really weird. His wife thinks that it's kind of hot, Yeah, though. she's told me to stop. Okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> interesting. Naval diplomacy is the scent the Minnesota Wild use. As you know, hockey players just smell horrendous so if duke cans going after hockey players i'm sure your scent can be, be tackled by duke can it can be tamed yeah so get yours at target like i said or ducan.com pull tab 10 for 10 percent off gentlemen real sports journalism is dead we only care about vibes now it's time to talk about the vibes since we last recorded, here's what happened. We are three and two. Uh, first, we lost a heartbreaker in double OT to the Bulls. Uh, Torian Prince, he didn't hold on the ball. Remember that? And then Ant got hurt. That was very sad. I thought I was never going to forgive Torian Prince. That we, was, we, were was at a, we were at a uh, party and Beck was screaming and they asked him to leave and he really? was writhing no, that, on the ground. That's not true. But actually, most of it is. I probably at least 10 separate times for the rest of the night just went, all Torian Prince needed to do was hold onto oh, the ball yeah, and, like, yeah, and wait to get fouled. Some of us are like having casual small talk, and then we just hear Beck like yell from the other room, like, just hold the ball. And then Beck hops on the apps and they go, Oh, the MILF Slayers back. <laughs> you had to sneak it in there. <laughs> then we lost a stinker in Toronto. That that game sucked. That was a Sunday game, right? Yeah, that was the yeah, that, was... that was the most obvious. Like that was the most we impossible game it. of all time. Yeah. Second oh, half that, of a back to back in Toronto. Yeah. No Anthony Edwards. 19 hours later. There was like zero chits right after a double overtime heartbreaker. Yeah. Like if there's a greater than 100% chance they were going to lose that game. It was that one. It was that number. Yeah. And uh, then we beat the Knicks thanks to the third most efficient game in NBA history from Torian Prince. He redeemed himself with 35 points, eight from eight beyond the arc. We forgive you. And I, then I did forgive Torian yeah. Prince after that. Yeah, eight for eight will do it. And then Carl Anthony Towns made his freaking return. This is what movies is made of. We beat the Hawks. Um, and uh, Towns hit those game-winning free throws. And then we beat the Warriors yesterday. Again, Cat hits the D-Lo pull-up three. Big boy buckets. Let his nuts hang on TV, bro. Holy shit. Uh, and then Ant came back. It wasn't that cool. But he had a nice little moment in the third quarter where he kind of propelled us. And now here we are minutes away from tip-off versus Well, the then Kings. also Ant and the... The defense, uh, we'll get to yeah. that in vibes, but having Ant back just helps the defense yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I asked the question, gentlemen, how are the vibes? Durf, you started last week, so now Brandon gets to start this week. Brandon, how are the vibes? Tell me right now. Before I get into the vibes, I just <gasps> want to make sure, I just want to take this opportunity to to talk a little bit about a cause that I really care about. MILFs? I don't know if you guys know this, but there are there are people out there that that don't know that the wolves are back. And I just find it really sad. That is really sad. Um, and so I just want to, bef- I just, before we kind of get into talking about how the vibes are to the people who know that the wolves are yes. back, I just want to encourage all of our listeners to, to get out there and spread the word mm-hmm. because it's really important that people know that the wolves are back because it's just, it's so sad to me that there are people out there that don't know. Yeah, a lot of Vikings fans. It's tough to. <laughs> yeah, it is tough to see. Um, 
I'm glad that you're using this platform for good. Yeah. Is there a Venmo account that people can send money to? <laughs> Venmo brand effect for um, <laughs> Nathan Alsdurf, Nathan Dash Alsdurf, uh, Jordan. Probably there's one. Anyway, it's all no. it's all to go towards the greater good of. But in all seriousness, it's it's not a cause that needs money. It's just a cause that needs your voice. Spread the word. Get out there. Shout it from the mountaintops. The wolves. Yeah. Maybe like 60 bucks, get a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> the wolves, they're back. Yeah. Yeah, there's a merchandise. Uh... Um, but now on to the vibes. The yes, vibes, vibes baby. are absolutely immaculate. We are heading for the happiest show we have ever recorded. Uh, we say it a lot. Kyle Tige says it a lot. Biggest win of the year. That was the biggest it, win yeah. of yep. the year. Um, as far as like, if they lose that game, the, the dream of getting out of the play-in is basically dead. And then we're still kind of in this scrapping, like, oh, don't fall out of the play-in. We want to stay at 7-8. The dream of climbing in the standings is alive and well at this point. Um, tough game tonight. But after that, I, I was talking I was talking to my dad on the phone before the... Daddy back. Before the Warriors game. And I we were like, okay, this is really... <laughs> Glenn... This is a really tough three-game road trip, but then the schedule kind of lightens up after that. We're like, if we can just go one and two on this three-game road road trip, then like, mm -hmm. then we're home free. Well, they're one and zero oh now, and so now you get kind of greedy, and it's like you play with house money. Yeah, now. you got house you money. It's like, no? well, well, there's only three games, so that would be that would be impressive. That's what I'm Hang saying. on, it's it was it's Warriors tonight, Warriors, Kings, it's Kings tonight, and then Phoenix, and, then Phoenix, okay, and it sounds yeah. like Kevin Durant's going to be back. Well, they, they have KD, but we have Jaden McDaniels. That is true. I'm going to talk about Jaden McDaniels later in this podcast, and you guys are going to be real excited about some stats. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but no, Cat uh, is back. He's hitting a game winner every night. Uh, I checked the stats, and that is good. Yes. Um, if you can make a what? game winner every single night, it is very good. Um, Ant is back. We talked about the Torian Prince thing. When Ant rolled his ankle... And Torian Prince had that turnover and we lost that game. I was in a pretty dark place. I thought I thought we were gonna miss the play-in. Really? You thought I, was I really thought I was next to him, I can confirm. Because it really just felt like, okay, now Ant's probably out for the season. Now does it make sense to bring back Cat for like eight games if we don't have Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we even doing here? It's it, it felt like it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to fold this up because we were staring like a huge losing streak in the face. Mm -hmm. As great as that Knicks game was, there, no one in That's the not gonna world happen again. thought they were going to win that game. I knew because fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. Um, but then... Cat's back, Ant's back. We have Mike Conley and Kyle Anderson, who are perfection in human form, personified. Mike Conley having like better than his all-star year <laughs> performance in a Wolves jersey is crazy. Not, not surprising at all. Yeah. For those that believed. It's yeah, almost like true. if you surround if you surround good basketball players with four other really good basketball players, it frees them up. Like the defense can't do anything about Mike Conley because that's who your worst defender is guarding. Yeah. Um, and we're the first team all season to hold the Golden State Warriors under 100 points at home. Mm -hmm. uh, the defense looks like like looks nasty. Good. Good right it kind of looks legit. That's so nice. Um, so yeah, uh, next two games are key. Those they're big ones against against Phoenix and Sacramento. I mean, a betting man probably says that's an 0 and two. 
if they can go one and one, they're in like the driver's seat for getting up to like five, six. Um, and it just feels like barring disaster scenario, it's hard to see them falling like out of the seven, eight game, Yeah, which is really important. Not only because you have two opportunities to lose, but you have a chance to avoid the nuggets in that scenario where if you fall nine, 10, you have to win two games for the opportunity to play the nuggets in a seven game. Yeah. Series. But they have the yeah, fifth best center in the league and we have the top. They four. have the best center. in the league. No, we have Rudy cat. Luka Nas. Well, Nas is more of a four now. Yeah, I think Jokic, so, Jokic is, is like the part of the four. I think Jokic is. I think Jokic think? is better than at least one of them. I mean, he's not a better three point shooter um, than Rudy. But <laughs> I, Rudy. I wish we could play back that clip to Jordan like three months ago. Which one? That you. What you just said. <laughs> Pump it up, Rudy. I yeah. fucking love Rudy. That's my Jordan guy. becoming the biggest Rudy fan in the world is the most what a retribution. Is the most predictable 180 I've ever seen. How is it predictable? Because you love weird guys with cats. <laughs> yeah. The writing was on the wall from the get-go. It wasn't even Rudy's fault. It was Tim's fault. That you- it was. Well, that's my theory with a lot of things. A lot of sass around the team. A lot of sass around the jerseys that I love so much that people are just mad about the trade. They're like, oh, everything about this team sucks. All the sass oh, yeah. about them, the Winning freaking breeds. murals and all that. Oh, this is so stupid. Why would they even do this? You're just mad about the trade. Why are you being mad about that shit? It's fucking awesome. And now the team's great. And I love Rudy and I love Link, who is also the same breed of cat as my cat. Really? So Yeah, yes. Maine Coons, baby. They're nice. cute. They're big. And Keep so going. just wrap it all up. Yeah, wrap it. Um, wolves are back. Sick. Durf. What's your analysis of the vibes? The vibes? Vibes Johnson over Vi- here. Vibes Johnson all <laughs> Hey, guys. Vibes gonna, Johnson checking in. Are you going to change your Twitter name to Vibes Johnson after this? <laughs> Absolutely. I always have been Vibes Johnson. Check Twitter right now. Or in five minutes when I make the change. Uh, the vibes are marvelous, you guys. They're oh. marvelous. They're stupendous. They're all the things. We're back. Ant's back. We're getting hot at the right time. Naz Reed is the father of the Golden State Warriors. Naz Reed. Why do you keep saying Naz? I don't Naz know, dude. I gotta work. Reed. I gotta work through this. Naz. Naz. <laughs> you gotta do like your vocal warm-ups. Naz, 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 Naz. All right. Naz Rian Reed is the father. Why are you still saying it weird? I that was I said that. Quick aside, did you see Naz Reed was a finalist for Western Conference Player of the Week? Yes, along with like our third string center. The finalists for what the other finalists are like Jaron Jackson, SGA, like Brandon Ingram, legit all-star players. And then it's just oh, and Naz Reed. I don't know why he's talking about him like he's not a legit all-star player, but we'll we'll scream. That. <laughs> from that. I love it from the Vibes Johnson face where like his lip kind of goes to the side and curls up. Anyway. <laughs> like he's holding like a cigarette somewhere in his mouth. All right. Sorry. Vibes Johnson. Keep going. Um, all right. So uh, also their subreddit remembers Nasri. Did you guys yeah, see that? that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm scared. I don't fear any man. I, I only fear. Except for this yeah, man. Except for this man. Um, He's he's led the team in scoring in three of the last four games, 22 points or more, which is amazing. Kyle Anderson is a magnificent man. We all know that. We talked about this. Um, and we've gotten some really important minutes, um, especially last game from Na and J-Mac coming off the bench. Um, and also, we I know we've talked this one to death, but the Warriors were 30 and 7 at home. Yeesh. 30 and 7. And then we come in there and we just stomp them out to an extent. Our defense. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
it was just a fun all around show, all out showing. And I know we kept, we kept saying this, that this was the biggest win of the season, but to your point, to Kyle Tiggy's point, this was the biggest win of the season. I look forward to many more biggest yeah, wins tonight, of the season. And tonight's going to be the biggest win of the I, season again. I have one last thing that yes. I, I thought I was thinking about the vibes and I wanted to just take a look back um, to contrast. We have cat now. Yes. What were the vibes like? A few months back when we lost Kat, the, the show leading up to the injury and then the show after. And I just wanted to call out a couple of her talking points. Oh, you went back and you listened. I went back and I, and I looked at our show notes and I was uh-huh. just curious. Um, so here were a couple of our topics that we had. Um, Rudy telling fans to stay home if they're going to boo. Uh, Rudy, Rudy. Sh- Rudy shoving D'Lo during the Cavs game. Classic Rude. Uh, now uh, we know D'Lo was being mean to yeah, him. He had it coming. Yeah, we D- didn't know that. See, this is context. This is the importance of looking back in history. Reflection. A, this was one of our topics. A catless future. Cat trade speculation. <laughs> yeah. That was the sad. week that he got hurt. That was sad. J- Jalen Noel heating up was one of the topics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's maniacal. Yeah. <laughs> That was after like one game. He had like 20 no, points. No, Jalen Noel had a he really had a good couple. like four game yeah. stretch in yeah, there. Much to Sam, like he's waking up. Much to Sam's chagrin. Um, the fans were bashing cats, body language. That was the show beforehand. Um, and then a five minute jolly rant about the new regime and new having new owner syndrome and calling him diapers.com guy and the foreigner. Yeah. Not to point fingers at jolly, but just noting this is an example, a microcosm, if you will, of how the fans were reacting. And yes. did we we couldn't have possibly said anything about patience to oh, Jordan. No. After that rant, did we? D- did you? No, th- I don't remember. I was so mad. And also I have a brain injury, so I just we, don't remember shit. That was, that was actually the last point in here. I said all this to say we were warned that this might take some time. And now it has. We're seeing the fruits of our labor. The wolves are back. Jordan. I want you guys to know that I believed in this team all along. But in the moment, I wanted to make sure my feelings were documented. Like Jordan is in real time. Jordan is definitely the most emotionally reactive what of we're, the trio. What we're listening, what we're listening, what we're listening to, what we're witnessing is some character development, or from, just from, from a Jordan. positive emotional reaction to the positive emotions right now. <laughs> I think it's. I, th- I really just think it's. I like Rudy now. And <laughs> Weird guy with a cat. The NBA script writers. Quickest quickest way to Jally's heart. Through Rudy, all things are possible. Jordan, let's hear your vibes. The vibes are cinematic. This is what movies is made of. Um, Mm. I I just can't believe it. I can't believe that this is the timeline we're in. I know we're not supposed to talk about timelines, specifically timeline villains right now, but (laughs) the nice thing about that is that because they've got the multiverse thing, they can just get a guy that looks different from him and be like, it's a variant. (laughs) Wowzers. Um, I'm just so, I'm so freaking ants. And a lot of my opinions about the vibes are rooted in the return of cat. I just think that things are just lining up perfectly. Um, Teams are getting hurt as we're getting healthy. We stayed above water all this time. And now it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we have eight games to really figure it out. And I just think it's really exciting stuff. And I think it sets the table pretty nice for like <laughs> the next, like the, the pending NBA finals run of the Timberwolves. Cause now I think I could, I can see it now. <laughs> you, I, you saw that punch drunk wolves tweet <laughs> and now you're drinking the cool. I, you, no, I mean, I, I, I like last night I saw it. I was like, Oh my God. Like if once, once Ann gets his legs back under him, and we have a real fucking point guard now that's not being mean and not a high usage person and can guard and can anyone. guard can guard someone yeah. with more than like a with a heart rate higher than 10 
Can we pre-buy pre the game seven tickets or game six tickets for Denver, Minnesota uh, final conference or Western Conference final? No, it's Lakers Timberwolves, dude. The oh, we're doing Lakers. Yeah. Okay, I thought we were doing Denver. I like look, Denver. At, look at Brandon's face <laughs> just twitch. You guys with the freaking Lakers, they just got their I, asses kicked by the Bulls yesterday. Yeah, Patrick, you, I, I'm never going to bat it against Patrick Beverly, but um, whatever. I, let's let's move into the return of Cat. Meow. What a freaking moment in time this is. Cat's uh, return has gone just about as good as it could possibly be going after you know the national media ignoring his injury and his existence and his impact on the team months and months and months and months mm -hmm. of that happening. Uh, the national media is seemingly like hopping on Cat's meow machine <laughs> and <laughs> praising. I even heard Bill Simmons praise him over the weekend. Like Stat Muse, one of the biggest haters on Twitter yep. of Cat, is like showing him love. So I just uh, I can't believe it. Do you mind if I, if you if I if I ISO this for a second? And Absolutely. So there's three things that, or there's some things that I just love to see about the return of cat as Brandon so eloquently tweeted uh, earlier today or yesterday. Is it the one about cat being good? Yeah. Having one of the most efficient yeah. scores oh, yeah. in NBA history uh, during late game situations makes things way easier. I mean, we all saw like, you know, what? four minutes left in the fourth and they can't buy a shot. Now it's like, oh, there's there's cat or just like having him having him to just straight line drive down one with eight seconds left is like infinitely better than any other offense we've run. Someone's falling here. We yeah. don't know who, but someone's yeah. falling here. So that's great. And then uh, like with Cat's return, his bag is a little rusty, but he's knocking down these massive shots when it counts. Um, need I remind you of last night, my Lord. And then he's also making just great decisions. I've been really impressed with this passing. And mm -hmm. just like his general, he hasn't had like the he blow. Moved. He hasn't blown the top off. Mm -hmm. because of like foul calls, which in that Atlanta game, pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I think I feel like the refs, we kind of had the refs whistle in the Atlanta game. Did you watch Trey Young? Uh, oh, yeah. Besides the Trey, around? We tried the, besides the Trey Young stuff, I feel like the whistle was OK. The Trey Young stuff is just we, inferior. We had the exact same number of free throw attempts I checked today. I was curious. What, what, 20, 24 we, uh, in the Atlanta game. What's the comparison? The Hawks and they both had the same number of. There was calls. another team in that game, the Wolves. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought you were like no. I thought I was like Trey Young had twenty four free throws. I was, I was only had like fifteen. I was or only I was only saying that because I was I was looking at that game to be like wow we, they were so heavily favored and it was I mean they it even it just Trey Young drew a lot of drew a lot of fouls on jump shots. Yeah, the stuff that they were supposed to ban. Yeah, but uh, but whatever. Long story short is I think the reintegration of Cat is going so well is because of something Brandon's going to be very proud of. Uh, the absence of D'Angelo Russell makes everything so much easier. Um, and the presence of Michael Mike Conley. Yeah, in the presence of Mike Conley, dude. Having a facilitator like Mike, who does not need 18 shots per game, Mike, Mike. puts the, the ball in Cat's hands more frequently and eventually Ant. And as Cat gets back up to speed, we're only going to see a, like, you know, walking top 10 offense Cat more and more. Um, but the big reason why I'm kind of stoked on the return of Cat is the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Timberwolves have been developing a defensive identity in Cat's absence. And that was one thing I was worried about, like reintegrating. I'm like, oh my God, he's going to get torched. We're going to kind of lose this good thing we got going on. But no, we're not because we can hide Cat on the worst player or we can do Spy Rudy on the worst player. Talked about this right before you the Mike did. Conley trade. Yes, three episodes ago. So having pointed of attack offenders all over the court makes everything so much easier. And Cat was kind of doing his thing on the perimeter last night. Mm -hmm. So was Rudy. Well, and the numbers... More punch drunk wolves like shout outs. He's getting a lot of love. On he was he was tweeting out some stats. Uh, 
as bad as it feels like the Cat Rudy stuff has been, like the transition defense before the injury was ugly and all that stuff, uh, when they've shared the floor this year, they've had what would be far and away the best defense in the NBA this season. Cat and Rudy? Yeah. It's a mm. it's a defensive rating of like, like 102 or 104 or something like that. That's nice. Which would be far and away the best defense. And it's in like 400 minutes. Yeah. And when you replace D'Angelo Russell with Mike Conley, the s- sample goes down to like 30 minutes. The defensive rating is below 100. <sighs> So when it's Conley, Cat, and Rudy, the defensive rating is like 99. <sighs> this, guy, this guy hates sample sizes. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I love it. Um, I That actually, that makes sense too, because I'm just thinking back anecdotally, and it, it feels like we couldn't buy a bucket. Like offensively, we were struggling a, a ton to start the year, and defense apparently wasn't the issue. At least yeah, those I mean, the transition defense was always the issue. The, yeah, half, I mean, that's court, been a- the half court defense was good. Mm-hmm. But we, they were just getting cooked so badly in transition, and I like just the Warriors wanted, game when they were up by like yeah. 50 the Warriors the game, yeah. the two losses to the Spurs, um, the Oklahoma, the second Oklahoma City game. That shit was like when when Corey Brewer scored fifty. Like yeah. there's people just down there like cherry picking. <laughs> yeah. So, and I wonder if a lot of that was happening with just like one or the other on the floor because. Mm-hmm. To my eye test, it was not that good. But well, also yeah. Delo was slow. He was too busy thinking. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about like to my eye test, they were giving up lots of points because of a lot bad transition yeah. defense. But it ended up netting out to when those two were on the floor, which was what you would think the transition defense problem would be. The two big slow guys on the floor. It wasn't enough to outweigh how good the half mm-hmm. court defense was. Yeah, and still is. Right. Um, I also think, I mean, just in general, it looked like it was in shame. Like we just, it, having those two on the court, it looked like they were just confused. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where to go. Cat wasn't used to being. In yeah. I wonder if Cat was just watching up. the games and just like. Well, a lot of just like well, switching up deep, the switching up defensive schemes thing too was yeah. a big problem where it was like, oh, they're trying to when Rudy's at center, wall. he's in drop. When Cat's at center, they're in high wall. And that's not as confusing for Rudy and Cat, but for the other guys, like your responsibilities yeah. drastically change. Mm-hmm. I think Cat, I think Cat is a, for the most part, a constant and he like, he knows what to do. I know he was kind of confused in there, but I don't think he was the biggest variable I think Rudy was. And so I think by, I think we figured out how to play as a unit without Cat and putting him back in. He's just like, oh, yep. And then he talked about like some of the defensive calls have like shifted. He was like, like in his well, but interview. Even, but even just like the the other guys, the people who have been playing while Cat has been out, they've gotten more comfortable with toggling defensive coverages because they've still had to do that yeah. with Rudy and Nas. Like you can't put Nas and drop or you're going to just get cooked every time and he's going to foul a lot. Yeah, but being able to figure out how to play with Rudy as a unit and then adding Cat in obviously yeah. is is a luxury. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of our main talking points, uh, like what you said with the media, it is it is pretty insane. Like I just tried to like Google today to just find what articles, I could find. and it was like when the injury first happened, like that week of the thirtieth, mm-hmm. there was a handful of like yeah whatever. There's like no coverage at all, and partly to the wolves' fault because they just didn't talk about it. Yeah. So obviously, like there's not it's not frame of mind for like the national media to pick it up, but in general, like it was just not a talking point with the wolves, and whatever it this just leads into like the media bias thing but it's just it's just frustrating that like all you hear about is the guy the 
when Steph's missing time or LeBron or Kawhi. Like some of these guys are missing. It's just constantly. Those guys no. are, I just like to say, those guys are much better than Carl Anthony Towns. Not but. that much better, if you ask me. Okay. <laughs> those are like, those are like three of the 20 best This guy, This guy's in the, in the pockets of, of, of big corporate media. All right, Beck, what examples can I use that would be right? I'm just kidding. Okay, so anyway, my point, I'm, I'm trying to use examples of guys that have missed time this year that have been, it's been very detrimental to their team. Zion Williamson, I think, is the prime example like, of, everyone talks about how sad it is that the Pelicans have collapsed because Zion Williamson's been gone. But Carl Anthony Towns has gone for 50 games and the Wolves don't collapse. So to your point and to your point, Durf, is that just because like maybe people didn't focus on it because the Timberwolves just kept hanging around 500 besides that 16 and 21? I mean, it, the truth is, is that it, the truth. At, yeah, the truth. You, the truth is, I'm scared is of the that truth. he found you, this on Truth Social. I you, can't handle this. Truth. You have to adjust. Damn and I hate <laughs> podcasting with you guys. My point is, is that it is very frustrating because our day to day is Cat's missing. This is frustrating. We could be so much better if we had him. That is not the perspective of the national media that has to adjust. They're like, oh, well, that's the Wolves. He's not there. We're not going to just continually give them an out. Mm -hmm. However, when you have guys like LeBron, you have those like whatever. They've made it to the tier where you want to give those teams the benefit out because you expect them to be top level with that player. Um, so, yes, that's the bias, whatever. Now we're hearing the like back end of, whoa, like Cat, you know, you see him pop in and just score 22 in a game winner. I think mm. I think it was 22. This it was. Um, and so whatever there that the benefit comes from that. Yeah. But I mean, I think, too, though, like the so you were talking about how they're like not expecting anything from the Wolves. I think the other thing too, <gasps> the reason that they were not talking as much about the cat thing when he was hurt is there was a weird vibe that Cat being gone was going to make the Timberwolves better. Yeah, Because that's right. he's so, like, because national media guys are so down on Carl Anthony Towns and everyone was so up in arms about the Rudy Gobert trade and the weird fit, there was a large segment of people that was like, oh, well, now we got rid of this, this weird Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert fit. Like, now they can really go. And it's like, well... Actually, they just lost an all NBA player yeah. for mm -hmm. more than half of the season. And spoiler alert, he's really good. He's really good. <laughs> okay, that jogged my memory and that jogged my memory. Do you think, Nate, the national media thing in your since you've been the archivist this episode and yes. you digging back into stuff, do you think that is a consequence of a certain someone calling Rachel Nichols and like the fallout of the Butler era? Because Butler came out as the alpha and Cat looked like the bitch. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this. I don't know how much Cat has done himself favors in the way that he's presented in the national media. I, the, I mean, we're talking about the cringe stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that that's part of a much larger formula. But ultimately, it's that the Wolves have me, been in mediocrity since they're basically since KG left. Yeah, and so they're. I don't know. I mean, it's the same. You can't watch every game that 30 teams play. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to have to rely on national guys yeah. telling you what to think. I, uh, I wonder. Maybe you can't watch 30 games every day. <laughs> that's, that's true. I wonder because like 
I wonder if Kat saw what happened with Jimmy and everyone just started to recklessly slander him. So we've talked about this on the pod before. When he talks about himself, that's when the cringe stuff happens because I think he's trying to control his own narrative. Mm-hmm. Whereas when he's talking on like the Oscar Rivers podcast yeah. about like other people, he comes off as so genuine when he's like, Ann's an all-star, Jane's coming in an all-star. Yeah. That was like the best part of the interview. So I think when he tries, he's trying to get out ahead of stuff and create his own narrative and people can see through that. And I think that's just like, it might be a trauma response to, you know, Jimmy being incredibly incredibly yeah. sour to him on a large level. Mm-hmm. I think it's just I think it's just the performative stuff. It's the way he always kind of seems like he's trying to say whatever he's supposed to say and not just like it never really feels like Cat is speaking from the heart. And when he is, it is like the weird, incoherent, like, mm-hmm. this is what movies is uh, made of rambling. Okay, I didn't think we were going to do this bit, but yeah. it seems I like think, we're, I think I we're mean, going he, into the bit. We're doing I, the bit. I think I think this is a fun bit. Yeah. All right, we're doing he, the crack. He, he, yeah, he, gave, he gave an ant post-game interview. <laughs> like, I mean, you can, when you listen to him talk, it's He's like, trying to be like ant. you're trying to be ant, which is, I mean, I, I get it. It's fine. Like, that comes naturally to ant, but that's what was happening. What if a little bit of cat rubs off on ant, then ant becomes like a weirdo? I, I love, love it. How great was the weird little, like, cat and ant dance I, after I, the I, interview? They're perfect. <laughs> I love them. Ga- I, I love their, like, their games together on the court. I think that's just phenomenal. Just yeah. all that. But also, I just love, like, the, the, yeah. like, the dichotomy of their personalities. Like, yeah. this is exactly what I need. Jordan's been on a weird like straw man argument thing on Twitter where every time someone posts like a cat and ant highlight he's like I was told they couldn't play together and it's like nobody you guys, said that you guys are not in the you guys are in a nice positive no ball portion of Twitter I have these freaking weirdos that comment on bring me the news Facebook articles and they don't know shit about ball all these K fan rubes don't know shit about ball he's, he's, and they say the most horrendous dumb no, things nobody has said that cat and ant are a bad on court fit so many people have said that it's based in nothing but I see this stuff guys go on the comments of like any news article and you'll see people saying gotta trade cat okay, okay. he's so soft I know they don't no, know ball that, they're all okay. from Marshall Minnesota they but don't that's know also, shit that's also different than cat and ant don't fit together people have said that people have said that uh, Jolly follows a lot of AI and bot accounts and apparently and reads a lot of article comments. I, I, cause I get so angry. That's when my best tweets come out, bro. I trigger myself. I will, I will say the dumbest thing that I've dumbest things I've ever seen have been in the bleacher report comments in the app. Why are you guys reading these weird comments? They're awesome and no, they're so brain dead. It has a thread. Like you can't skip it. Whatever. We don't need to also. I'm just trying to be positive. We're going to do the cat cringe counter, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to play his post-game interview uh, from last Wednesday, yeah. and we are going to we're going to count the cringes as they happen. Yeah. So as for we context, feel so for context, mm-hmm. we did an, we did our preseason over unders, and one of the over unders was Carl Anthony Towns cringe quotes throughout the season, and because of the 50k absence, he stayed very low on the cringe quotes this year. Good for him. But he really filled up the. He really filled it up in that post game interview. And cringe quotes don't mean bad. Yeah, just like kind of like things that make we, you go. Ooh. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that when we were like talking about this over under number. Was cat cringe co- quotes come out at two times when things are going really well or when things are going really bad? This was one of the really well times. Kind of like he takes the vibes and he pushes them. Yeah, exactly. Um, my wife was like, yeah, that post-game interview was so cringy. I loved it. I cried. 
it was pretty adorable. It so. was great. All right, I'm gonna pull up the interview now. Um, I'm gonna just put the, my phone up to the mic. I'm gonna maybe in post broad. I will put in the actual audio. As you feel the cringe in yourself, you have to, you have to go ding. Okay. Okay. Or should we do like you have to go Brandon? You have to go Nate, and I have to go Jelly Boy. Or I'm just gonna go ding. Oh boo. Okay. Hang on. Let's get it. This is what movies is Ding. made of. Four months away, I come back. Two free throws. Don't worry about it. Ding. Ding. <laughs> Two free throws. Well, Kat, that was the question I was going to ask. It's been 51 games since these Timberwolves fans have seen you and they missed you. <laughs> I missed them. I missed them. Love, love, love. There's been long days, longer nights, but guess what? Ding. All I had to think about was coming Ding. to Target Center. <laughs> And making it happen. So I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, Ding. sir. What did it feel like for you to get back on this court with your teammates? It looked like Cat was back. <laughs> <laughs> what did it feel like for you, Cat? I mean, for sure. Like you said, Cat is back. Ding. Ding. Um, teammates have been behind me this whole time. Um, so, you know, it's just a long process. But when you get to this point and you get to uh, go up there, like I said, with the game on the line, it felt more to up. Yeah, yeah. Ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> That's five. That's far. Nas Reed was outstanding in this one. Torian Prince is playing unbelievable. Jaden McDaniels, twenty-five points, zero turnovers. Yes. Your teammates have been holding the fort down. Yes, for sure. What do you have to say about their readiness? I mean, come on, they've been fantastic. They've been holding it down tonight. It's just a night where you see this whole team gelling together, coming together. Um, when I came back, I just wanted to fit in, you know, do my part, do what I do best. But also just seeing all these guys grow through the season, and I've been able to see it, obviously, unfortunately, from the sidelines. But love it. Man, yeah, pretty good. That was a good one. Jaden's turning into all love it. So cool. Everybody Positive ding. Crazy target centers. Crazy. I love it. Little ding this there. The place to be. Oh, you think that was a ding? I don't think that one was a ding. No, like a positive ding. Oh, positive ding. Yeah. Lineup. Eight games left, Cat, in this season. Every single one of them matters. You guys go on a tough West Coast road trip on Sunday. What do we need to expect? And what does the readiness need to be from your crew? <laughs> like we always is. We a wolf pack. Ding, we move ding, together. ding. We're going to win together. So ding, that's ding, why ding, I expect ding, on ding, this ding. Wrong, Like wrong we always is. We a wolf pack. I love it. Yes, sir. Appreciate yeah, Appreciate y'all. I like the appreciate I like that y'all. One too. I, yeah, I, I've got that at about uh, somewhere between five and six. And how much do we have for the season? Over under was five and a half. There we go. One interview. Yeah. Um, it's so, not. It's not a negative thing. That's yeah, what we he needed. Had, he had of, to make up for lost time. Some of those things are like very endearing, and yeah. it's like I'm happy about this, but it just is goofy the way you're yeah. saying. I at first, so at first I watched, I go, oh, that's nice, and then I watched, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cringe, and now I'm just now I'm like walking around going, this is what movies is made of. <laughs> like I want to put that on. Like I went on customink.com yeah. and I designed a shirt that was. This is what movies is made exactly. of. Exactly. And like yeah. we said, they don't. The cringe quotes don't mean that it's bad. They're just cringe. And yeah. Kat's, Kat's kind of a cringy guy. I but love a it. nice cringy guy. I I the more I think about it, maybe because people are calling it like people are calling out. So my my response is to like love it. But I fucking love it. Oh, I That's love it great. too. Yeah. It was so like, He's like that was cringe. like that was like peak vibes. Oh God, I love it. Uh, anything else we want to say about Cat? We've been going long on him. I mean, yeah. he is our he is our all NBA player. We're so excited to have him back. It's great. We want to move on to Jade McDaniel. Let's talk about Jade McDaniel's. All right, gentlemen. Um, 
So just to set the floor here uh, for this Jade McDaniels segment, I'm going to read off mm. Jade McDaniels stats for the season. We're going to do a bit where you tell stuff and then me and Durf answer. Well, so would you guys, would you guys would be you, excited if I told you that Jade McDaniels was averaging 13 points a game, four rebounds, one and a half assists on a 52% effective field goal percentage and 34% from three. Would you guys be excited about that? That sounds Ooh. nice. Ah, shit. Okay. So I fucked that up. Um, actually, those are uh, oh, Jalen no. Brown's stats from his third season. Oh. So what uh, What his stats actually are, are 12.1 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 51% effective field goal percentage and 38% from three. So even better than third year Jalen Brown, right? That would make it's me not though. So yeah, I am sorry. I messed that up again. That's actually Paul George's <gasps> second season. What are you doing, Brandon? Do you even know how computers work? So yeah. So, okay. I, I'm going to get it right this time. Yeah. Lock it's, in. It's 12.8 points per game, 6.2 rebounds, okay. two assists, 57% effective field goal percentage Wowzers. on 38% from three. So that's pretty good. That's really good. Better than second year Jalen Brown, third year Jalen Brown and second year Paul George. Uh-huh. Well, but that's actually Kawhi Leonard's third do season. You, do you I'm know so how typing confused. works? So I promise this is actually Jade McDaniel's stats. All right, I'm ready. Jade McDaniel's 12.1 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, 59% effective field goal percentage, 39% from three. Jaden McDaniel's third season is better than Jalen Brown's third season. It's better than Paul George's second season, and it's better than Kawhi Leonard's third season. On Aside from maybe Kawhi Leonard, Jaden McDaniel's is already a far superior defender than Jalen Brown and Paul George have ever been. This is electrifying stuff. We're like the the expectations just kind of continue to level up for him. His rookie year, we were like, oh, wow, this is like a fun three and D player. He can knock down some corner threes, like defend at a really high level. And then it was like, well, okay, he's like really good, though. Maybe this is like an all defensive caliber player. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, he's got a little bit of an offensive bag. Maybe this is like an all defensive player that's also like maybe a fringe all-star and then it's like oh maybe he's like a future defensive player of the year like potential all nba player because that's kind of what it's starting to look like um he's shooting 40 percent from three. Oh my god in 2023 so three full months almost mm-hmm. he's shooting 40 percent from three on over four attempts per game uh and the thing that got us like really excited Last night's game, excluding because he got into the foul trouble, obviously, but we can talk about like the legendary ball denial on Stephen Curry Dude, in crunch time. I tweeted about this. Like after this, it just says so much. What is he, 21? Yeah. It says so much about a guy like because we've seen a bunch of young players coming through a Wolves uniform, you have horrible games and just like give up. The fact they locked in most important play of the game and still landed it. That's a really promising thing about like the tenacity and the professionalism of a 21 year old. Sorry, Brandon, keep going. But so, and then the big thing, the reason we're like so excited about him right now is what he did, what he showed in like a small sample when Ant went down. So the four game stretch that Ant missed. So we're including the Chicago game in it because Ant basically missed yeah. that whole game. Uh, 21 and a half points per game, 5.5 rebounds and 2.3 assists mm-hmm. um, on really good efficiency. I, I don't even like 
I don't even know where to stop with them. I just am starting to think that the sky is the limit to the point where he's not even just like a nice piece. He's looking like a foundational player at like, like he might end up being better than Cat someday. I was starting to think like, because like when he was like the only, Durf, do you have this where like, uh, when you're just watching just a Jaden McDaniels led offense and he did like his little between the legs little thing and like he's putting up whatever what, how many points did he do? Over 21 and a half points per game. Did you have this inkling that like well maybe he's like uh, like the foundational piece like how can we afford him? Did you have any doubts about like how that's going to work in the future? Uh, yes and I want to ask Beck about that in a minute here but I it's been it's been absolutely mind-blowing this like offensive uh, like explosion um over I like his yeah. finishing at the rim yeah like it's out of insane, nowhere dude and he so over the last 10 games I looked this up uh he's been shooting and again it's a smaller sample size but like 15.7 points per game 51 percent uh field goal 44 percent from three four boards boards 1.6 assists one block four boys four, four boys. boys he's been having four boys Get that out of there. <laughs> He's doing the Will Chamberlain, apparently. <laughs> Putting up big numbers. Uh, but anyway, th- like, he his confidence is there offensively that yeah. I don't think it was there before. And I don't think he ever questioned himself, but I think he just was, like, kind of, like, not wanting to be the focal point of the offense. So... He his like transition offense like he's he's not slowing up to like set something up. He's willing to take the ball to the hoop. His spot up shooting's been amazing. He he yeah he just has this quiet confidence about himself. Um, Insanely quiet confidence. Yeah, which I think lends itself to. I mean, he's a very unselfish player. So I think I mean it just seems like that's his personality. So it's not yeah. surprising that after all the crap that went wrong in that game, he's mm. still just the same kind of like yep. Yeah. Going to work. Do you guys see any Kyle Anderson in his game? Is he learning from Kyle the way Ant's been learning from he's Ricky quicker. and yeah. Papev? And, I definitely yeah. can see that. Like he's he's been he's been good from like that mid floater range, which is like a big staple of Kyle Anderson's game. Um that's helped him improve like his attacking off the catch and finishing around the rim stuff is not needing to get all the way to the rim. I mean, the thing that is just Im- the most impressive to me, like I throw out the Jalen Brown, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard comparisons as just like at this stage in their career, those guys were basically what Jaden McDaniels is right now. Um, The question is always, can you scale up usage and maintain the efficiency that you have? And those guys were able to successfully do that. And the reason we should have some confidence that Jaden McDaniels is capable of doing that is because in those opportunities to do that, every time he's been asked to do that, he's demonstrated that he's capable of it. So D'Angelo Russell gets traded. So there's kind of a little bit of a usage vacuum and it's like, where are these extra shots going to yeah, come from? Those have, those have fallen kind of to Jaden McDaniels and he's made the most of that opportunity. Ant goes down. He's got this kind of four game window where we really need him to step up and take, instead of taking his eight to 10 shots per game, we need you to take 14 to 15 shots per game and he does that and he maintains that efficiency and it really just looks like like I said it really just looks like the sky is the limit if he continues to if he continues to stack this stuff on because the foundation of his game is so good like at the at the very worst he has defense you can always all, count on defense all, mm-hmm. all caliber defense and spot up shooting to fall back on so he keeps like layering these other things mm-hmm. onto his game like 
you know, if he can, he's got two assists per game right now. You look at like Paul George, 2.4 assists per game, his second year. If Jaden can level up that playmaking, like mm-hmm. Paul George has been able to, like Kawhi Leonard has been able to, like those are things where as you just kind of increase his leash, you find yourself like having a really good player on your hand. He's been able to integrate Rudy a little bit too when he was leading the offense. Like he had mm-hmm. the, like some cool loops and stuff. Durf, you had a question for Brandon. I forgot what it was, but you said you had a question for Brandon. Down the I'm line. sure. I mean, I know, I think you have this segment or this part you're going to talk about, but like, how can we possibly afford him? <laughs> I mean, I think you just are going to pay him a lot. Um, you, I mean, there's as far as like NBA rules go, we can pay him more than anyone else can. Um, I can't imagine with how invested in him they are from a standpoint of what they gave up additionally yep. in the Rudy Gobert trade. I can't imagine they would under like they would lowball him or anything. Mm-hmm. It does make things trickier from like a planning perspective. Cause I think two years ago, you're looking at Jaden McDaniels rookie scale extension and you're like, is it going to be like 480? And it's like, Oh, that's a lot. And now like, then last year, then like going into this year, you're like, is Jaden McDaniels going to get a hundred million dollars? And now it's like, he's probably going to get over thirty a year. You like, think? You think so? Like four one twenty. I mean, if he makes all, if he makes all That's defense yeah. first team mm-hmm. in his third season, and he's got an almost sixty percent effective field goal percentage, and he's shooting forty percent from three. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't it, you, like he's going to take he's going to take the Jalen Brown, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard numbers to the table and say, these are my third year player. Comps. Yeah, he's making two point five million dollars this year. I was going to ask because he so, was a late first round. Yeah. When is he due up for an extension? He's, him and Ant offseason? are both due for rookie scale extensions this offseason. So they're about to get paid. Yeah, I mean, the Ant extension is easy. You offer Ant yeah. the max and he signs it. No one's ever turned it down. The Jaden one is trickier, although. Wait, Ryan Rizzillo says Ant might turn it down. Yeah, he's not going to turn it down. Um, it would be the most insane financial decision anyone has ever made. Um, but yeah, so the way the rookie scale works is you sign your rookie scale. If you're a first round pick, you sign your your rookie deal. That's a four-year contract. And then after year three, they're eligible for a rookie scale extension. So you can extend them for up to five years. Uh, and that kicks in after the fourth year. So he'll still be on his rookie contract next year. And then the extension would be on top of mm-hmm. that. If we do not extend Jaden McDaniels this offseason, which I I have no reason to believe they won't. I think they will pay him yeah. handsomely and they will pay him what is what he's worth. Um, then he would play out the fourth year of his rookie deal, and then he would become a restricted free agent. The disadvantage to restricted free agency is they're only eligible for a four-year contract instead of a five-year contract. So you would essentially, like, you have the opportunity to match. You can go out and get what you're worth, but you don't get that ninth year mm-hmm. of team control. Um, Jeez. So is the benefit... I don't think they should do this, but would the benefit to them to him playing out that last year, becoming a restricted free agent, is that you pay him his market value instead yeah. of your inflated. Well, it's not even inflated. It's just basic. It's basically like proving yeah. how much you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Like a rookie scale extension is all 
like theoretically, this is what we think mm -hmm. you're worth, but you're not negotiating with anybody else, which is yeah. actually how your value is determined versus restricted free agency is like it's free market it's, capitalism, yeah. baby. Supply, yeah. demand. What do we got, dude? Um, I, I think he would get a four year max if he hit restricted free agency yeah. you think you also you also How exciting do you think he i mean deandre ayton almost got a four-year oh max. god sorry Augie. Augie, i was just gonna say yeah. augie's probably got back blocked on future guests no, Augie followed me after that we're bros now <laughs> oh he already Dude. followed me He's been following me for a very long time. That's okay. Yeah, you, you guys know are him. Future guest on the pod, Suns Mind Augie. Um, what if there's a What if there's a Timberwolves Suns uh, series? We can have Augie on. We'll look be, forward to. I, a don't, I don't want that though because I don't want to play Kevin Durant. Yeah, unless it's like the conference finals. What if it's what? If, well, Kevin Durant is like broken. He's a broken boy. Yeah, but he's coming back soon. Yeah, but what if Glue Girl? What if, is, still what if broken, Glue Girl huh? turns into Water Girl and <laughs> and he slips? Yes, she becomes Sweat Girl and he slips on her sweat. I don't know. Never Maybe back. for a future It could happen. Episode. What if Glue Girl becomes Joe Mama Salsa's girl and she puts Joe Mama Salsa on the floor of the Target Center and then Kevin Durant slips and tears his butt and then he can't play. He can't play with a torn butt. Yep. He can't. Yep. Adam Silver's like, I'll let a lot of things fly. No John torn Rand, butts. No torn butts. Ja, eight games, you're back after the gun thing. But if you have a torn butt, I can't do it. Uh, Joe Mama Salsa, big on tearing butts, big on flavor, and big on... <laughs> Big on tearing butts. The jar has a second use. <laughs> they haven't said anything about it yet, so it's fine. Big on flavor. Also, they are big on fundraising. All right, we're going to keep hitting this because baseball season's coming up. It's here, Brandon. You're a baseball coach. Love baseball. Baseball's here. He's a baseball coach. If you need to raise some money for your team or organization, you can peddle Joe Mama Salsa, okay? You sell the jars for six fifty, and you get to keep the three bucks for your team or organization. And... As an added bonus, you get the the peace of mind that it's actually a good product. I've gone on this tangent before, and then you guys make fun of me, but like people sell magazines or crappy chocolate, and it's gross or a burden on your friends and family. Joe Mama Salsa is actually fire. I, I forgot who I was talking to, but they call me, and they're like, it's, I was having a conversation, and he goes, real talk, though, is that salsa actually good? I go, dude. You have no fucking idea. Mm -hmm. It's actually immaculate stuff. Uh, Joe Mama's comes in five delicious flavors. Original Mama's Baby, Mango Pineapple. You know my freaking thoughts. Roasted garlic and smoking hot mamas. So there's something uh, for everyone in your family with Joe Mama's. Uh, and it uses uh, locally sourced ingredients as well. So to find out more about the fundraising, do joemamas.com slash fundraising in your browser. Do the URL in the, in the browser. That's how people talk about searching. <laughs> do, the, do that internet. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, if you just want to buy the stuff, joemamas.com, and uh, you can just enjoy um, the salsa. What's your guys' favorite? I mean, has it evolved? Because I've always been a big pineapple mango guy, but I'm shifting slightly towards roasted garlic. I'm a pineapple mango guy. Yeah, it's hard to beat. I'm at uh, mild. What's the mild called again? Mama's baby. Yep. Your mama's baby guy? Yeah. Um, should we do chat GPT, Timbertails? I think so. Yeah, we should. Do you have anything else? I thought I saw, I saw the se I saw the segue for the ad read, so I took it. Yeah, let's do it. Timber Tales, baby. This is the bit where we type in a script idea into Chat GPT, and then we do a table read of the script. This is the final week of Timber Tales. I know we said four episodes. We're doing three because nothing gold can stay, Pony Boy. Um, guys, what was your favorite Chat GPT Timber Tales memory? Um, Ed Malloy barbecue sauce. Yeah, the lube was barb. a good one. Mr. Peanut will always have a place in my heart. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. <laughs> uh, the, the treasure of Timberwolves Island, the OG. The OG classic. was great. 
much maligned and <laughs> people didn't like it like they liked the the mr peanut one is that true didn't you tell me that no that was me that was, listener yeah. listener nick voiced his opinion listener nick hated pirates uh you know why he he thought that uh he's a big amber heard fan <laughs> so anything pirated jason he goes nope 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 okay so um we have two today one from my brain and another from former guest on the pod chalanga langison i got his prompt to finally work so uh we'll start with mine brandon you are the narrator Is this at the bottom again yes yep. in jally's secret stash of chat gpt bits in case we want to do more during the pod so uh you're green brandon nate you're red i'm blue Nate, you'll be playing the role of Austin Rivers, and I will be the news anchor slash Anthony Edwards. And I will be the narrator slash referee. That's right. I forgot you're the ref for a little bit. All right. Are we ready? <clears throat> Durf's still looking forward. He's focusing hard. He's trying to he's trying to do google.com slash doc slash crunch fresh no pants <laughs> in his browser. Yeah. I'm at the bottom here. Cut. Edit all this, Jordan. Future Jordan, I hope you're having a great day. Please edit all of this. There we go. The pines. I'm not going to remember to take that out of the recording. <laughs> so like on YouTube, that's just going to be in there. And Gabe's going to be like, what the fuck? You found right. it? Are you ready? Yes. The pie incident. The sketch opens with a Minnesota Timberwolves game in progress. Guard Austin Rivers is dribbling the ball down the court. But suddenly, he stops and pulls out a pie from his shorts. Shocked. What the hell are you doing, Austin? <laughs> I'm just sharing some dessert, ref. Without warning, Austin throws the pie at the referee, hitting him square in the face. Wiping pie from my face. That's it. You're out of the game. The crowd boos as Austin leaves the court, but things quickly take a turn for the worse when the conservative news outlets pick up the story. In a shocking display of violence, Austin Rivers of the Minnesota Timberwolves has been identified as a member of Antifa. Austin is shown on the screen with a black hoodie and a bandana over his face, holding a pie in one hand and a hammer and sickle in the other. This dangerous group is known for their radical agenda and their willingness to use violence to achieve their goals. Austin is shown in various photoshopped images, including one where he's leading a group of protests with a giant pie and, and another where he's smashing a pie into the American flag. I'm now Anthony Edwards. Oh, no, we have to do something to clear Austin's name. Anthony walks over to Austin, who's sulking in the corner. Austin, we need to awaken your inner self. The one named Macaroni Tony. <laughs> Macaroni Tony? What are you talking about? Just, 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 just trust me. Just close your eyes and focus on the sound of my voice. Austin reluctantly closes his eyes, and suddenly he's transported into a psychedelic world where he's dressed in a flamboyant suit and holding a microphone. I'm Macaroni Tony, and I'm here to say I love... <laughs> I love pies in a major way, but I'm not a member of Antifa. That's just fake news from Fox News and Breitbart. Austin opens his eyes and stands up, feeling a newfound confidence. You're right, Anthony. I am Macaroni Tony, and I won't let those Fox News jerks bring me down. The sketch ends with Austin confidently strutting out of the locker room as Anthony Edwards Ooh. cheers him on. 
the end. I think ChatGPT is losing its sauce <laughs> a little bit. I thought I thought you your ChatGPT had turned Austin Rivers into a right wing political commentator. No, he's being attacked by them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So there's one part that you don't that you get listeners don't get to experience, which says Macaroni Tony singing to the tune of Born in the it's USA, really but it doesn't work to the tune of Born in the <laughs> no, USA. I, so we're gonna, we're, gonna, yeah, we're gonna do it together. We're gonna see if we can make it work. Okay. One, two, three, four. I'm Macaroni Tony, and I'm here to say. Like it drops. Like it, yeah. I, like I really only know the board in the U.S. Yeah, I know part that's of that same song. here. But like, I love pies <laughs> in a major way, but I'm not a member of Antifa. That's, That's just, just fake news from Oxen and Breitbart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Breitbart of bits weird. It is very weird. Yeah. So this is why we're ending Chad GPT. Too many people are on it. It's hit critical mass and now it's starting to mail it in. It's, it's, All right. So uh, I see Tucker Carlson is in the next one. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and, yeah. So this one is submitted by, like like I said, former guest host of the pod, Schlanga Langison of the CND NBA show. The prompt he submitted was the prompt is Rudy Gobert, the 2004 Denzel Washington film Man on Fire, and the green and the green M&M. You couldn't handle the green M&M. The Tucker Carlson like rant about them desexualizing the green M&M. Yeah, that's why it wasn't working. Legendary. That's why it wasn't working for so long. I would type. I would type this prompt in. I did it for like what we, did, we started this last month. I would type it in. And it goes. We can't do this. Too controversial right now. <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck, ChatGPT? You won't let me do it. Okay, let's do it. All Thank right. you, Chalanga, for submitting. Uh, what is truly a work of art. All right. I will be playing the role of the narrator once again. The role of Rudy Gobert will be played by Durf and the green <laughs> M&M and Tucker Carlson will be played by Jordan. This, this goes without saying. Sorry. I'll have radically different voices for both characters. <laughs> is there a kiss scene between me and Jally in this? Cause do you have a, do you have a good Tucker Carlson impression? I'm horrible at impressions. Can, can we try and can we workshop this and try to lock in? Yeah. Okay. The green M&M has changed. Why oh, maybe is that. Maybe you should be. Do you want to be Tucker Carlson and the Green Eminem this time? No, I want to be the. Narrator. That was really good. It's just, I mean, just replicate Beck's voice. Do it again. The Green Eminem has changed, and I don't know why. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do my best. It's like higher pitched, a little bit. But my Green Eminem voice is going to be high pitched. <laughs> just make it like a is girl Tucker voice. Carlson the Green Eminem? We'll find out oh. and read this script. Brandon, take us away. Fade in. Rudy Gobert's apartment. Day. Rudy Gobert, star center for the Minnesota Timberwolves, sits on his couch with a loaded gun in his hand. The green M&M sits next to him, looking worried. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Tucker Carlson keeps spewing his hate and everyone eats it up. I know, Rudy, but we can't let him get to us. Suddenly, the TV blares a news program. Tucker Carlson's face fills the screen. I can't do this shit, man. I can't do it. I'll take the Tucker Carlson role. You'll be Tucker? Right. Okay. And now an update on the green M&M controversy. Some are calling for the boycott of the candy industry, claiming the green M&M is too sexually suggestive for children. But let me be clear. I think the green M&M is hot. I just can't act on my desires because making out with candy would make me a hip woke hypocrite. Rudy jumps up, his gun cocked and loaded. That's it. I'm done with this guy. Wait, Rudy, you can't just go after him like that. 
I have to do something. He's making a mockery of you and everything that you stand for. <sighs> okay, but be careful. Rudy nods and heads for the door. Cut to Tucker Carlson's studio, day. Rudy storms into the studio, his gun at the ready. Tucker Carlson, flanked by his security guards, looks up in surprise. Well, well, well. Look who's decided to drop by. You think you can just say whatever you want about the green M&M and get away with it? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I hurt your feelings? You're a fascist pig, and I'm going to take you down. Tucker Carlson just laughs. <laughs> you know what, Rudy? I want to make out with the green M&M. That's right. I want to smooch that chocolate shell and taste the sweet, sweet candy inside. Rudy's eyes bulge in rage. You sick, twisted bastard! The two men lunge at each other, fists flying. Cut to Rudy Gobert's apartment, night. Rudy and the green M&M sit on the couch covered in bruises and blood. Rudy's gun is lying on the coffee table. Are you okay? I'll live. The green M&M snuggles up to him, her chocolatey scent filling the air. Mm, you know I can like it when you get... <laughs> You know, I kind of like it when you get all worked up and protective of, of me. Rudy smiles weakly, his eyes closing. I'll do anything for to protect you. <laughs> Fade out. <laughs> Brandon, that was a, just an MVP. You, you really put the team on your back there because I was not going to get through <laughs> making out. You know, I want to make out with the green m and I want to taste that sweet chocolate you feel like. So uh, if you guys want Brandon saying things about the green m and as your text tone or your ringtone, just <laughs> like the tweet of the... Um, the episode drop and I will DM you the proper file type so you can make that your ringtone. Um, congrats, ChatGPT. Thank you for a great bit. Thank you. Going out going out in a blaze of glory. Jeez. Um, what do we even talk about now? Random it's time. Well, well, hang on. We have to talk about Jimmy's dips first. You'll talk about... Then Then why are you asking us? Well, I just want to know if we had any more things we want to say about Chad GPT. I wonder if Jimmy's Dips loves being after <laughs> Timber Tales. <laughs> I wonder if they just... Everyone just quits the pod right before yeah. that. <laughs> so, Jimmy's Dips. All right. They got the Jimmy's French Blue Cheese Dressing, which combines locally sourced blue cheese crumbles and Jimmy's Delicious French Dressing. I don't know if you guys can tell, but we only support locally based companies here on the pod jimmy's dips is no differently uh different they got the french blue cheese dressing like i said the thousand island dressing the pineapple coleslaw the smoky dip and so much more regardless of what your hankering is your flavor hankering your flankering much like how tucker carlson security flanked him in our chat gpt bit <laughs> if you have a flight if you got a flavor hankering uh jimmy's dips has got it for you. It's a third generation family run Minnesota company. Like I said, shout Sewersville, Minnesota. You can get yours at the local Cub or High V, and it's not in the talking points. But I see them at Target. So do your thing. It's time for Random Wolf of the Week. Our wow. All right, Brandon. It's Brandon. It's yep. me. Hi. All right. It's ran time for Random Wolf of the Week. You all know the rules. Five hints. After each hint, you get a guess. I'm stressed, Durf. And Don't be. Okay. Uh, the hints Thanks. get progressively easier, and you get your your early no hint free guess. Okay, Durf, here. Yes, McKinley Wright. McKinley Wright is the correct. I didn't specify which one. Well, the other ones didn't play for the Wolves that you know of. Well, 
It's public record. Not these. Yeah. Not these McKinleys. Not these ones. All right. Give it to me. Here we go. Daddy. Hint number one. Yes. He played for three teams in his career. Okay. The Timberwolves, Clippers, and Blazers. Oh. Is that is, is that the order as well? Probably. It's obviously. Corey Maggetti. Sure. No, he didn't play yeah, for the team. Famous Timberwolf, Corey Maggetti. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I thought I was thinking about NBA Live 2004. I always traded for Corey <laughs> Maggetti. It was easy to trade for. Um, Timberwolves. Like me trading Drew Brees for Michael Vick to have Michael Vick and LaDainian Tomlinson together in Madden 2004. <laughs> Cheat code. I think I'm going to guess it's not Marco Yarich. Should we just guess Marco to keep things moving? Yeah. Marco. Marco Yarich is incorrect. Despite clue number two. Number two. Despite being drafted in the second round, he played all 82 games and averaged over 18 minutes per game his rookie season. As a Timberwolf? As a Timberwolf. Wow. We got an additional clue. Nice. I mean, that that clue was designed to be that it was for the Timberwolves. Um, So a second round pick that played 82 games for the Wolves. That means he was drafted by us and then later played for the Clippers and Blazers. Yes. That is how... This works. That's how also, potentially work. us again. I don't know. Mm, I don't think Ooh. so. Uh, what, I, think of think of second round picks that have been impactful for the Wolves. That's the thing. That is the thing. Eighty two games, the whole season. Didn't miss a game. And I'm thinking about the Clippers too. Um, this is giving me mid two thousand, like mid twenty tens vibes. I'm going to guess Durfee. Oh, um, uh, we don't think it's Robbie Hummel, do we? Robbie Hummel. Good guess. Incorrect. Damn it. I thought that was a really hot guess. I I thought that that I thought Robbie Hummel would be the guess after that. He's he's the only second round pick. I can yeah, think of Robbie that. Hummel. Really good second round pick. Yeah, but he didn't play for any other teams after the Timberwolves. OK, sad. That's what I kind of thought. But I was like, why not? Give it a shot. All right. What do we got? In his three-year Wolves career, he scored more points than Ricky Davis, Jimmy Butler, Malik Beasley, Michael Beasley, Jeff Teague, and Taj Gibson. Not combined. Individually. (laughs) Also, you're saying like on average, right? Or total total points. points. Oh, okay. Damn, so this guy was kind of a hooper. In his three total years combined. This this guy is one of the guys who I was going to bring up in our Better to Remember segment, Better Than You Remember. Oh, yeah. We never did that. Did we we do that or did we never do that? We never ended up doing it. But this is one of the guys who I was planning on talking about. Better Than We Remember. Kind of was a hooper. Are those his contemporaries? Bonus clue? What does that mean? Like, Did Did they they come before him? Or is it around around the same time? Oh, I mean, those guys were a lot of different times. Ricky Davis to Taj Gibson to Malik Beasley. That's well. That's, I mean, basi- that's basically that's like a twenty year I window. Know, it's, I Ke- sure, it's Kevin Garnett. I want to make sure it's not the old uh, Shep logo. <laughs> oh my god, he's not gonna give it I to can, us. Yeah, I can. You don't get extra hints. Get out of here. <laughs> um, geez, this is so tough. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't think of a second round pick before, and all this says is they scored a lot of points. That doesn't. Yeah. Um, Second round pick that scored a lot of points, more than Jeff Teague doesn't impress me. I think is this was, is this another thing where Beck's like saying that he got drafted, but he was really a trade. Undrafted. No, he, he played eighty two games for them his rookie yeah. year. Yeah, I guess. 
Also, a second round pick draft day trade would be wild. Yeah. yeah they really wanted him. <laughs> Wait, may I pull up um, your no. Wolves 285? No. Why can't I, can I just look at a roster? No, because that's you have you'll have a sense for the range. It's is it a uh, I'm wait Corey Brewer no he wasn't a second round pick fuck is sorry. that your guess sure just Corey Brewer is incorrect Corey Brewer was like the seventh overall I really again. messed that up I forgot about the You're second okay. round I, we, I didn't have another guess so all right clue number four I don't like this game anymore he he ranks twenty fifth in total rebounds in Timberwolves history that's a nothing burger of a hint I mean, that would have given it that would have given it away for me. He, he uh, so is a bigger guy. Okay, yeah. So three-year Wolves career, great rebounder. That's what that hint is designed yeah. to. Yes. No, I got that from the twenty-fifth all-time. Or is he a great rebounder, or is he just an average rebounder? He's a really good rebounder. But the Wolves kind of have not had that much like success. So twenty-fifth all-time on a bad team doesn't really do it for. Yeah, but he's him. only playing eighteen minutes per game. That's true. He's mad efficient. Was it? Frickin, no, no, I was gonna say Shabazz Muhammad, but that's a 15th overall pick. Yeah. What was his jersey number? I can't. Please tell me. I'm not gonna give you the jersey number because I think it would give it away. Please. I only know. Give me the first number or the second. I'm not gonna give you the jersey number. Please. No. What if I ask really nicely? No. Please. No. Shit. (laughs) I really thought that would work. I think it is. I think it is Alan Crabb. It's not Alan Crabb. <laughs> Wait, didn't Alan Crabb not play a game for us? No, he played for us. Who is that the... was uh, Omari Spellman. Spellman, yeah. The sex cult slave guy. All right. I will give you hint number five. If you don't get it, I'll give you the jersey number yes. for hint number yes. six. How come you never give me the jersey number? Because you know I'm I a... gave you the jersey number the last RWOW that I did. And I was prolific with it. That's yeah. why you're scared. All right. Scaredy cat back. If yeah. The, if... If four didn't give it away from you, I don't know if five will give it away from you. From his nickname was the Rhino. That is um, Paul Giamatti in the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yep, you got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, the Rhino is Rhinus Osor. It is not Rhinus Osor. Is Dur- Durv's looking it up over there? No, Do you think it's Rhinus Osor? No, I'm looking it up. Yeah, you don't don't give it away. I actually I'm just on the 287 yeah. right now. I don't give don't give it away because I'll. Do you have a, an actual guess, Jordan? Yeah, the guy I said Rhino. Uh, yeah, man. it's not him. All right. Bonus hint number six. Yes, jersey number. Give it to me. Give it to me. Jersey number five. Oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Number five. Who's that guy? What's that guy's name? And it was it was Kevin Garnett era jerseys, right? I think it was um, I think it was post Kevin Garnett. Oh like no! Immediately post Kevin Garnett. A post? No. Oh my god! I think it was uh yeah, Rhinus Osor. <laughs> Who is Still it? Still not him. Oh, <laughs> it's it was, Craig Smith. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Craig Smith was that was, he was Craig Smith had time with with KG. It was KG on was that 0607 was that KG's last year? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Smith was So seven. that his rookie year he played with KG. You lied to me on clue number six. Yeah, but the game was you guessed Rhinus Osor. Twice. 
Damn it. Uh, I always play with Craig Smith. I yeah. love the number five. And I thought um, it was funny how he had such a generic name. Yeah. Craig Smith, though. That's like I said, better than you remember. Craig Smith uh, averaged a, had really good numbers. He averaged nine points and four and a half rebounds in less than 20 minutes per game for his career. Uh, Thomas, can you put the camera on me, please? Hell of a second. I Googled Craig Smith, and it's a hockey player, Brandon. <laughs> the, most generic, the most generic name of all time. Uh, I well, maybe you should guess more generic names instead of Rhinus Ozor. <laughs> I can't believe Otheus Jeffers. You know what's funny? Um, I play with Craig Smith a lot on like you know NBA Live, and like he was kind of hard to play with. So I always assumed that his stats were, you know, not very good. I no, thought he was like Craig a Craig Smith was really good. I had no idea. So like, because he put like. Did you have like a weird release or something? Well, he wasn't a good shooter. <laughs> I'll show Craig you Smith, a weird release. Craig Smith was a 3.7% career three-point shooter. <laughs> I can't like, like. <laughs> Sounds and good was, to me. <laughs> and he was, he was short, like short for his position. He was a 6'7 power forward. So he would not fit in in today's game. Oh, seven. The three-point line wasn't even there yet. Yep. No, it uh, was. Oh, five. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, the number five was a pretty prestigious jersey for uh, us. For uh, I think you meant you mispronounced it. It's prestigious. Yes. Yeah. Malik Malik Beasley. Doug was West. Number five. Doug William West. Avery. Anthony Goldwire. Martel Webster. Will Conroy. Will Our guy. Josh Howard. Gorgie Jang. Uh, Malik Beasley. Kyle Anderson. I was Anderson. so excited about Josh Howard. I wish um, I wish more would have happened. Do we have anything else we want to talk about on the podcast today, guys? Or should we go to Potbelly and get some sandwiches? Do we want to just quick touch on last recording? Before yes. before the regular season is over, seven games left. How are we feeling? Oh, what yeah. do we think? Like, like seven and zero oh gets us to the four seed. I think you put this in the show sheet, right? Like the upcoming schedule. The upcoming schedule. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. the next I two, did. the next two games oh, are yeah, tough. Thank you, Brandon. Nope, near Durf. <laughs> the next two games are tough, and then the last four are like kind of a. The Lakers one is kind of a toss up, and then the last four are like, yeah, home free. So if we can win two of the next three, like there's there's real runway to sweep the last four games of the season. You think we can sweep Trailblazers, Nets, Spurs, Pelicans? So there there's they're probably going to shut down Dame if That's they haven't true. already. Yeah, they did. Um, the Nets are playing real bad. Does anyone is the anyone Spurs competing stink. with the Spurs for the top? The, the, oh no, because it's the bottom three. The, the Spurs are locked in okay. at the bottom. Got the it. Pelicans have a crazy tough schedule mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the rest of the season, so they could be eliminated by that game, the last game of the season. That one is a back to back, so there's a chance like Cat doesn't play in that game. Yeah, I think we're gonna go a frustrating four and three, which is good enough to get us across the line. I think we lose that won't that four and three. I don't think will get us out of the plan. I think it will because it's about to be a wild time in the West. I think you. I think to get out of the play in, they have to go five and two. I think they go four and three, seven play does and it, seed. Does it matter? Because I mean, playing game. Does it matter what the wins? Because like we do play some teams that we are competing against. Like we have a Lakers game, a Pelicans game. Yeah, Suns are. I mean, Lakers, are they won't the, move us up though. No, there's no one. Yeah, exactly. The Suns. The word. Well, the Suns. Yeah, yeah. sorry. We're com- like the Suns game will be important, but yeah, I I just think like. Yeah, I think you. I think they seven. need. To, I think they need forty three wins to get out of the play. Let's go through it. Let's just, let's just do gut check, win loss, win loss. Go around real quick to end the show, and we'll see how close we get um, when we record again on April. Like, I think whatever. 11th. I think it's. I think it's loss, loss, 
and then we win the last five. Wow, Durf. Um, I'm gonna go win, loss, win, win, loss, win, loss. Mm, I go same as you, except win, win to end the season. I think okay. we beat the Pelicans. I think the so only way we lose. Three? I think the only way we lose to the Pelicans in that game is if we don't actually have anything to play for. Like mm. if we're like if we're like set in the standings. Yeah, wherever like, we are, yeah. then there's like no incentive to play all the guys. In We're the back, Matt but Ryan, Luca, Minot, Wendell. I, but I four. think if that game matters, I think we're a lot better than the Pelicans. Yeesh. Um, without Zion Williamson. Yeah. Well, we'll see uh, who is the most right in a couple weeks. Hey, if you listen this far, freaking thank you. Please leave us a review. Uh, five stars or one stars. And if it's one star, slander us. Um, no twos, no threes, no fours. Make sure you buy Duke Cannon products and Joe Mama's Salsa and Jimmy's Dips. And make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at No Pants Crunch. Really, we're kind of like a Twitter-only uh, presence right now because Twitter's the most fun for now. We'll see what Elon does with it. In the meantime, we have to pay for it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't want to talk about that. In the meantime, we love you so much. Durf, last words. Um, I wasn't expecting this. So these are the last words. (laughs) Okay. Here's a fun, here's a fun (laughs) Elon Musk thing. We're on the talking about Twitter thing. Starting April 15th, only verified accounts will be eligible to be in the For You recommendations. So RIP to using the For You tab. I was liking it because I was getting a lot of Wolves people on it. I was yeah. finding a lot of good follows. Who was I, who did I find today? Sorry. Then Durf, you get the last word again. So <laughs> think about it. Who did I find on the For You page today? Kelsey Elstrom. She is a Wolves Twitter person. I thought she had some fun stuff. And who else? Um, I don't remember a lot of people on Wolf's Twitters don't have names, they have sentences, and I just go, Oh yeah, that's forever grandpa. I had someone <laughs> forever someone, grandpa. Someone liked like an homage. That's a guy, I like him. Nice. Some a Wolves guy liked one of my tweets today, and his Twitter name was <laughs> Carl from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> Carl liked you. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, turf, last words go. Um, it's been a journey this this year. You know, we started and we were hopeful, and then our hopes were dashed. And then we had to rebuild from the ashes and, and, and we did. And now we're here and just enjoy the journey that the playoffs bring. Cause it's going to, it's going to suck sometimes and it's going to be good. But guess what? Sports are an analogy for life. And sometimes life throws, <laughs> throws some onions at you and you have to eat those onions, you know? <laughs> and that's all you have is onions. Is okay. And, but then sometimes you make onion soup. Okay. This is just a long form version of the lemon analogy, but here's the deal. You're going to get, you're going to get through this. You got this. You have people that love you and support you. And, um, we're going to build we're going to build something great together. The listeners and us as a community, we, we got this, okay? That was the most insane, incoherent thing I've ever heard. Okay, here's a question for you guys. Parks and Rec or The Office? The Office. The Office. Yeah, I mean The Office. What, really? Yes. I think it's Parks and Rec. I think they're both great. I don't feel oh, like you were ever that hot on The Office, were you? I wasn't because I'm a contrarian. Yeah. But yeah, then. That makes exact, that makes so that's sense. what I think happened. I So The Office like set the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Parks and Rec came in and did it really well. And then everyone wanted Parks and Rec to be better than The Office because they were sick of The Office. I mm-hmm. think it's a great. And then also like as I was happening, The Office kind of fell off. So yeah. it was like a perfect story. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. We're, if we're like the last season of The Office or the entirety of Parks and Rec. 
then obviously it's Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. The first but, season of Parks and Rec wasn't that great. No. They didn't catch yeah, the strike. Well, they were definitely trying to, but And the last season of Parks and Rec isn't great either. I also just think they're you're right in that it built the foundation, but like Parks and Rec takes so much more of that takes outside of the office, like outside of the location where they work. Yeah. Whereas so the office is almost almost exclusively there with like a handful of episodes yeah. outside. 